This podcast replay is brought to you by EJDconstruction.com. Call Eric at EJD Construction at 305-433-4843. They do it all, residential or commercial. EJDconstruction.com is the custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. Oh, there we are. We are back and ready to go. How you feeling, my man? You feeling good? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yourself? I am uh, beautiful. I'm here at uh, Hialeah Park having some fun. Got some boxing tomorrow night here at Hialeah. I'm going to go to the Drone Racing League on Saturday. You, you, you see who's going to be at the Drone Racing League? I wrote about it. Yeah. So. Oh, man, I wrote about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I might see you there. Oh, so you're, oh, you're going too. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Tyreek Hill is going to be there. And um, by the way, you can still DM me. I think I have spots. I have uh, one more pair of tickets for the Drone Racing League. Uh, DM me on uh, Twitter at Big O Show if you want to win a pair of tickets for the Drone Racing League on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be really cool. I'm looking. Uh, by the way, it looks like a great event. It looks very cool, I, yeah, doesn't I it? The promo video. It looks does look very very cool. Like you would think, drone racing, oh whatever, you know, boring or. The way they have it designed, it looks really, really cool, man. And and I'm a crypto guy, so Algorand is the lead sponsor. And I'm a big and I've I got a nice old bag of Algorand. I'm a I'm a big believer in that in that company. So um, I'm looking forward to you know meeting the people, obviously that I've already been uh, dealing with with the Drone Racing League, but also meeting the Algorand people. And we'll see. Uh, I'm not surprised that Tyreek would be interested in something like this. Yeah, no, it's like you mentioned in, in the press release. Like I said, I, I wrote about it this week. You mentioned in the press release, like he's he's a fan of of tech stuff, and he's a he's a fan of speed, very obviously. So it's a good combination for him. Yeah, and, he, and he's on the body. He's also doing, uh, as I wrote in my story, he's also doing the same event, the fun, same fundraising event that Tua did last year at Lone Depot Park, oh. where they, they interact one on one with fans. He's doing it in May. Obviously, with Tua, was catching a pass from Tua. With Tyreek, it's throwing a pass to Tyreek. So, right, um, right. But all all the details of that are in my story on uh, on alldolphins.com. That's it, alldolphins.com, where he produces 177 articles a minute. So uh, go check it out. Make sure you bookmark it there at alldolphins.com. Uh, um, your uh, thoughts on the additions of Ronaldo Hill? Um. It's a it's a good addition. Uh, it's interesting because he was under contract, and Brandon Staley basically said, "Go ahead." And it's this is a demotion for Ronaldo Hill, and very honestly, if Ronaldo Hill was a complete kick-ass defensive coordinator for the Chargers, Brandon Staley probably would have said, "Sorry, bud." Or Brandon to- Staley really runs the defense, so he doesn't really. Well, true. Probably. That's- that's a fair point. Um, but here's the thing, though. and the, He was hired in the capacity of decent defensive pass game coordinator, and the Chargers' rankings in those two areas the last two years were like 7th and 12th in pass defense. They were horrible against the run both times, partly because their personnel up front is really bad. Um, but they, they did a good job against the pass, and they did a hell of a job against the Dolphins' passing game when they played at SoFi Stadium in November. And by all accounts, Ronaldo Hill had his hands deep into the game plan that produced that performance. So, no, and it's a guy who's got vast experience as a player 
as a coach. So it's a very solid hire. I'm curious as to what it does to Sam because Sam last year was cornerbacks coach slash passing game specialist. Um, does that title get removed? I don't know. Uh, chances are they're going to work, you know, in, in, in collaboration anyway. But, yeah, no, it's a very solid hire. I mean, you're looking at a pretty guy with a lot of experience and a good resume to a position that's, you know, below your D.C. So, no, that's very Yeah, and I, and I wonder also if Ronaldo sees the writing on the wall and says – yeah, he just signed a, a three-year with a four-year option. I don't know if this Brandon Staley guy's really going to make it for another year or two. He's already kind of been on hot water. He had to fire the offensive coordinator this year. So you just wonder. And, and so I just, you know, it, it's one of those things. I wonder if Ronaldo also says, yeah, it's nice what I'm doing, but I'm going to have more job security by going over there instead. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah, a- and he, it, it may be a case of like, you know, I'm, let me take a step back here to take steps forward. Whereas if I keep myself chained to Brandon Staley and if the Chargers, I mean, there was some touch that Brandon Staley might've been fired at the end of last year. I know. Game. So uh, I don't think his job security is necessarily that great. It's a Chargers flop in 2023. So from that standpoint, it makes sense. And Hill also has familiarity with Dick Fangio. He coached for him in Denver. Um, was it 19 in 2019 or something? So, and obviously very familiar with the Dolphins as a player and as a coach. Uh, by the way, I am following obviously what's going on with Eric Bieniemy. Your your thoughts overall on the fact that he had to, that he never got that head coaching opportunity, and he has to go and make a lateral move, which it's technically not a lateral move because you will really be in charge of the offense here. Whereas Andy Reid, you're really still under the shadow of Andy Reid. Uh, but your thoughts on him having to make this step to prove himself? I don't know. I mean, on the one hand, the, the argument in Bienemy's favor was that if we're going under the premise that it's Andy Reid's offense and he's the brains behind everything there, well, that didn't stop Matt Nagy from getting a head coaching job with the Bears, right? Which he flopped. Right. Uh, right. I believe Doug Peterson went from working for Andy Reid to a championship to job. So if those two guys get that job, then why did Eric Bienemy not do it? There are some rumblings about him, quote-unquote, not interviewing well. He's got some issues from his past in college. I'm not going to go over them, but there was some some off-the-field stuff that happened way back when. Could that have been a factor? But in, in this case, if he goes to Washington, the Washington offense completely balls out, then it's going to be tough to justify and not giving the guy a head coaching job. Yeah, the optics are horrible, really. The it would be, but then, but he's he's going to a situation where Sam Howell's his quarterback, and you know, really, are we really convinced Sam Howell's ready to like, you know, be a stud? Um, Don't know, but I like him. He, he's all right, actually. He's got he's got something to work with. He's got a chance. I don't know if he's a guy. I don't correct. know if he's, he's the guy. Chance, but he- but, if you know. he flops, is that really an indictment on, on Eric Bieniemy? No, I mean we'll see. We'll right. see what he can do. It's it's like, like it's like the Daniel Jones thing. I I still don't think Daniel Jones ain't much, but shit, I, I got to give his head coach a lot of credit. He got something out of the guy more than most people have. You know what I mean? It's like I don't think much of Hassan Whiteside either, but damn, Eric Spolster got the best out of him. You know what I mean? And so that kind of stuff. So right. uh, you, uh, if you show me that as a coach then I'm good enough with that. Then I can know who you are because 
I know that in in you know with the Giants they haven't developed a starting franchise quarterback in Daniel Jones, but I'll say this: Dable did a hell of a job with him overall because I know what I saw in years past with him, and what I saw this past year was a drastic improvement for him. So I got to give Dable credit. You know what I mean? And yet he still wasn't overwhelming. No, uh, brother, and- I would go after Derek Carr if I'm the Giants. I, I'm not giving that dude a, a multi-year contract of $40 million and all that. Hell no, dude. I'd rather go no. sign Derek Carr if I'm Are the you Giants. Derek Carr $40 million a year, though? Yes. Over over Daniel Jones? Yes. Yes. Here's and unfo- thing, unfortunately, that's the going rate for a, a, a typical or decent franchise quarterback. You want an elite one, it's $45.50. But that's for- fine, except here's the thing. You know. You're going to bring in Derek Carr. See, see, Daniel Jones could work in that offense that Dable constructed last year. Rather running, despite, right. despite a horrible wide receiver core, which had which had injuries on top of that. You put Derek Carr in that same situation, he's not going to do crap. Okay, I think he he's a better. I think he's a better passer. I think he's a better passer than Daniel Jones. Well, without question, he's a better passer than Daniel Jones. Oh. I'm not arguing that with you at all. Yeah, I I, I would rather pay. If, I'd rather pay. Derek Carr, the multi-year deal than Daniel Jones. That's all I'm saying. If I'm the Giants, if that agent's coming at me with forty million a year from Daniel Jones, I'm like, yeah, no, dude, thanks, but no thanks. I'm, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm go, I'm going, to, I'm going at least to Derek Carr, if I have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They don't even have to. They could just franchise Daniel Jones if they want. That's like thirty-two mil. Is it? Is it that much? Is that what it is? I think okay. that's the one rate for for the franchise tag for a quarterback. Are you expecting the Dolphins to franchise tag? Um, uh, to a tongue of Iloa. You keep doing the same thing to me. He's not. He's not eligible for the franchise tag. I'm he's sorry. Eligible. The the fifth year option. option. Fifth year option. Remember, remember, I told you it was fifty fifty. I'm of the opinion that they, they don't need to do it because again, at some point, they still have control for this year and they have control for next year. Yeah, but that'll cost you a lot more next year. They can franchise tag him next year. And at some point, they're gonna. At some point, they're gonna to have to make a call, and it can't be five years down the road. You're gonna to have to make a call. Is this a guy we're going with long term? If that's if the answer is yes, then he gets a long term contract for big, big money. Yeah. If you don't have that answer two years from now, move on. Yeah. So, so, what, so what you do, and because because the the price against that is you're guaranteeing twenty three million, and if things go sideways, either he regresses performance wise or the injuries crop up again. Yeah. That's the that's the only thing I'm worried about. I'm not worried about regression. Okay, that's fine. But then even then, you're stuck paying 23 million, basically again. When you could, you, you still have two years of control. I know, control. but but doggy, if he balls out, you're only paying 22 and a half million. Whereas if he balls out, and then you got to give him a new contract, now you're going to pay a lot more. I know you can manage that first year and lower the number and not have. You could probably have even a much lower number than 22, but your back-end numbers are going to be really, really big from that moment on, whereas the 22 is very manageable because you know and I know the cap will go up another 10 or 15 million next year, so that kind of will offset that, and then that gives you the space to go out and get another player or two to kind of – in other words, you can make a full two-year run with him and 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 still do it without giving him the big contract. I don't know if you read Andrew Andrew Brandt's uh, latest uh, article where he talked about the you know when you give the the quarterback that money that it's just not realistic to build the team the same way. And so you you know in other words for you to well, avoid actually, that. I haven't, read it. I haven't read it. I saw it. And I thought I thought 
I thought I said the headliner, the teaser was that it was the opposite, that it's a myth. Yeah, that it's a, the, Patrick Mahomes just won the Super Bowl, and then he he's got a, like a very high cap figure. But here's big big well, old. They, the they, thing. they hit on that secondary. That's the thing. They got all those young guys, and they played well. It was it was really cool for them. It worked out. And here's the thing: if Tua balls out, you franchise tag him next year. The weight's been jumping up. You're looking at thirty six million, maybe. Right, probably. Not egregious. And then if he balls out the next two years, you get to twenty twenty five, and clearly no injury issues anymore. He's your guy. Give him the long term, the, the big money long term, and at that point. And you can lower the number that first year, actually. Correct. So that's three years at at a reasonable price. To me, I I think that is a much more ideal scenario than putting yourself, um, uh, putting your neck on the line for twenty-three million. You you convinced me. That makes a lot of sense. Because that buys you a third year. You're right about that. Because the third year, you you know you're not going to have a fifty million dollar salary. You'll make it like ten or twelve or something. Right. And then and then you'll break out the rest in the following five years after in that deal, and then yeah yeah because that because if if you wait, you you don't have to tag when you're tagging him you're already convinced that he's the guy because he just went through a healthy year or a really good year he only right. missed one game or something and he had a great year you know that kind of stuff and you're convinced okay he can be the guy let's move forward and then you can tag him and then control and then negotiate the new contract after that. You're right. You're right. It's better off that way, actually, without tagging them. You are correct. You are correct. That makes a lot of sense. It's Can a good call. Somebody, somebody recording that with the "you are correct." It's a. It's a. Yeah. I mean, once. A, hey, man. Once in a while, you're gonna get it right. I mean, right. Jesus. Ryan Squirrel, you know. man. By the way, uh, true Finn fan sends in a super chat. Alan Poopar is my favorite on this show. Cap for Life sends in a super chat. Poop is the reason SI is still relevant, bro. And uh, and then True Finfan sends in a second super chat. Poopar can convince a priest to a strip club. LOL. <laughs> okay. Uh, th- thanks. You should. You're the only insider I've seen that gets like that gets super chats sent in. Nobody else really gets super chats sent in. So I'm sure I get plenty of, of opinions going the other way too. No, I think you're. I, I think you're well liked on the on the platform, bro. Huh? Yeah, I think you're very well liked on the platform, bro. Very well liked. I get a lot of good compliments about you on the on the on the platform. A lot of people like you, bro. Yes. What are you gonna say? Yeah, the the chat room is a lot better than your Twitter feed, Alan. Just so you know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, you know, you talked a lot about Denver gonna be a. Oh, I think it's gonna be a disaster. Well. Adam Schefter saying NFL veteran QB Davis Webb, who spent the last season backing up Daniel Jones, is being hired as the Broncos QB coach. Oh, okay. The 28-year-old Webb now will be coaching the 34-year-old Russell Wilson in his first NFL coaching job. Wow. Uh, yeah, but it's really Peyton. That's, yeah, or Peyton's going to coach him. He's grooming this kid is yeah. what he's doing. And I think that's kind of what he's doing with Ronaldo Hill, by the way. That's what I think is going on with uh, that hire. I think uh, I think he's getting. I think he. I think the old man told him, "Hey, come on over here, man. I'll show you the ropes and get you even closer to being a defensive coordinator and all that." So I think that's what's he was going a on. Defensive coordinator. No, but you know what I mean, like the defensive coordinator. You know what I mean, like become the guy. Oh, yeah. Well, but the way Fangio's talking, he wants to coach for ten more years, so maybe Hill's gonna have to wait a lot longer. I mean, he's a very energetic sixty-four year old. So. 
Well, you know what? You're, you're right. I mean, guys do coach in – some guys can coach well into their 70s, actually. You know, it's, it, it keeps them alive, actually. That's – it's what Absolutely. they live to do. You know what I'm saying? It's when they, they have this incredible passion uh, for it. I, like, look at Paterno. I think Paterno's a perfect example. That dude had cancer, but if you wouldn't have taken the job away from him, he probably would have lasted a lot longer. And then once he didn't have the job, the depression set in and the cancer took over. And, you know, that's it. It was over, you know, for him. And, and, he, and he ended up uh, checking out. And I think that not happens. To be, not, to be said, not to be said for a mental outlook affecting physical health oh yeah i am a i'm a strong believer uh, mm -hmm. of that there's no doubt about it when you have a passion for what you do uh it, it definitely you know drives you every day it gives you that motivation that you need uh, i'm with you 100 percent. and i by the way i do think the sean payton thing i think it, you're now deciding between matt patricia and rex ryan as your defensive coordinators you just hired, well, they hired, a, they hired van joseph vance joseph yeah oh they did they hired vance joseph oh, i didn't see that when 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 that come through this so morning? Or early this afternoon. Oh, early this afternoon. Okay, no wonder. Okay. I was going, damn, I didn't see that. So he hired Vance Joseph. All right. I give him a, I give him a little more hope. <laughs> that's No, that's amazing, too. That's now four DCs around the league, at, at least, who are former Dolphin assistants with Matt Burke, Vance Joseph, Luana Romo, Brian Flores. By the and way, I'm uh, forgetting somebody. Our boy Josh Boyer did not get a job anywhere, right? Or hasn't, or at least at the NFL level. Do you know? Nothing, nothing that I've seen, no. Right. And did, did he go to college at all? Or? I, I have not heard or seen anything. Because I haven't seen, I haven't seen any kind of news on, uh, on Josh Boyer. So don't know if, uh, what's going on there. But anyway, um, oh, by the way, were you, uh, were you there when uh, Aaron Rodgers left his darkness retreat? Thank God. I mean, some, who, I mean somebody's got to care about this. Jesus Christ, really? I mean... Oof. I'm seeing tweet after tweet after tweet, like a long-form story inside Aaron Rodgers' retreat. And I'm like, am I the only one who could not give less of a shit about this? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, my favorite line is from him, oh, I have several friends that have done it, and it's, it, it's done wonders for him. I'm like, who do you hang around with, bro? Like, Miles several Teller friends? He, Miles Teller he hangs around with. God. Several friends, like Big O, what? the actor, Big O, the actor Miles Teller. You know who I'm talking about? No, no. Whiplash. Oh yes, okay, all right. He's buddies with him. He was in Hawaii with him a few years back when he was with Shailene Woodley. Okay, all right. Well, is, is, is is he a retreat guy? Because I was thinking he oh, hangs wow. around with bears because they like to go into a cave and hibernate. So I figured, okay, maybe that's what it is. He hangs around with a bunch of bears, and they, you know, that's kind of what it is, hibernation, you know? So, all right, good stuff. Yeah, so, so I, by the way... To answer your question, no, I wasn't there when he got out of his retreat. Okay. No, I was figuring you would cover that and, and, and give us uh, the insight on, on, uh, on all of that. All right, what are we expecting uh, on the contract side with Wilkins and Sealer? Do we... Do we know anything? What's going on? Well, here's the thing: is uh, as I'm sure you're aware, Drew Rosenhaus, Sealer's agent, was on on the on a radio show yesterday morning with Joe. And uh, yeah, talking to how it was a priority to get Sealer an extension, and from the standpoint where what he's getting paid for 2023, the last year of his contract, is insanely low for the caliber of player he is. I'm sure. Here's the thing: is his cap number is already really low. 
uh, and the Dolphins have work to do to get cap compliant before March 15th. So, I, so I'm thinking, yeah, they, they will address it at some point. But you're not doing it. You're doing it because you want to keep the guy and you want to reward good performance, not for cap purposes, because I think his cap number is like maybe 275 or something like that. So yeah, so you're going to extend it. You're not going to give him any more money in this year is probably what you're saying. I don't know how much, how much lower you're going to get the, the, his cap number f- from that. So because of that, to me, maybe he – while, yes, it's a priority because it's a guy you want to keep around, it doesn't need to be done like immediately. Whereas Chris Wilkins right now is cap numbers, what was the fifth-year option, $9 million or something, right. $10 million, $10.4 or something. Well, his cap number is going to be ten four on March 15th if there's no another contract extension signed. So right. his is more pressing. Um, and I did a story actually kind of related to Drew's comments and the fact that Drew's got represents 10 Dolphin players including four guys who are going to be UFAs, including Jerome Baker, who you and I have mentioned as a guy who maybe possibly could be could be in trouble or could be asked to restructure his contract or jettisoned. He represents Miles Gaskin, Duke Riley, Landon Roberts. Duke stays. And Roberts, if I had to guess, Roberts winds up in Minnesota uh, with Flo. And then the I forget who the fourth one is, but he's got four – um, no, and then he was asked about Agba and whether Agba was going to stay. Well, Agba's got 15 million guaranteed. Dolphins ain't cutting him, and no, no. nobody's trading for him. So, right, no, Agba, uh, they're they're stuck with Agba for for at least one more year. Right. Uh, I'm with you there. I think the good thing for them, I think they're going to get a motivated X because X will go into a, a year that he will be undecided of what his future is. So he's going to have to perform in a at a high level. And and do you think the Byron Jones cut will be a June cut? Is that still the thinking? Yeah, based on my understanding of the salary cap, it makes no sense. It's going to be designated as a post-June 1 cut. Um, unless, barring some miracle, there's a restructure instead and they wind up keeping him. It, it remains a great big mystery. I'm trying to find out what's going on with him and it's it ain't easy. Let me let me put it that way. No, I can I can imagine it's it's uh, it's not easy uh, right now. All right. Uh, anything else uh, you think could be an issue on uh, some kind of a tag or some kind of a contract situation coming up for the Dolphins? No, I mean I would expect maybe Tyree Kill's contract could be restructured. I mean he's got like a cap number of thirty-one mil. That's uh, I, I don't know all the all the exact. There's ways to move money around to make that more palatable because they, they have moves to be done, but they have space. They'll be able to create space. There's usually always a way. A lot, sometimes, though, it involves kicking. Yeah, you, you, know, can, you get 15 out of that 31 and then spread it out for the life of the contract. Yeah, you, you, but you, you're basically kicking the can down the road at some point. Of course. Yeah. At some point, it becomes an issue. The Dolphins are not there yet. They still have a window. Um, but you have to create – You just you just talked about the window with Tua – so financially, years, this years, is what you have to then create that window for the next couple of years because technically that's your door and your opportunity to make that run around them. And then all, you know, the crap is going to hit the fan. And I think that's the good thing for the Dolphins this year, too, that you look at the Bills and they've got all kinds of financial decisions now. They're already talking about it. They're already talking about, about like Brandon Bean, I think, is the, is the GM's name, right? And he's like, already come out and say, yeah, now things are going to be a little, you know, be prepared. The things are going to be a little tougher for us right now because we've got contracts kicking in and they're going to lose players. And you're hearing it in Cincinnati. 
that they can't be ne nearly as active now, they said, like they were last year because of the contracts that they have to pay out. Hell, they're thinking of trading Boyd, and, and they're going to lose Higgins next year. And then, uh, obviously, they've got to give Chase and Burrow, you know, big-time contracts. So you're seeing that some of these teams that kind of had a window, now that salary is catching yep. up to them, whereas Miami, well, they're going to – maybe extend that window for the next year or two, but they've got to take advantage of it before they've got to pay the piper. No, correct. Um, yeah, no, the Bengals, the Bengals have issues because what they have is that stud trio of wide receivers. Keeping all three is going to be a bitch. Oh, they won't be able to do that. It's going to be very, very difficult. Um, they have Jesse Bates, who at times can be a dynamite safety. Uh, Buffalo's got Jordan Poyer, Tremaine Edmonds as free agents. Uh, no, it's it's a league-wide issue. And as you mentioned, yeah, the Dolphins are positioned if they want to make a move. Uh, if you saw Pro Football Focus was throwing out five trades they, 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 they could see happening in the offseason, and they suggested Jalen Ramsley to the Dolphins for two second-round picks. Um, no shot. No shot. Zero chance. Here's the thing. That happens. I, you, but Except you and I both know. I know, and I think you should know, never say never with the Dolphins and the shiny toys. No, but that's not this GM. This GM doesn't like – this GM does not like – and their history is they know, they, know, they know how to draft and they know how to find secondary. They don't need to go and overpay free agency and picks for a corner. They can find them off the street. They can find them in the draft. They find the safeties. Uh, no, I don't think so. I have. I think they're pretty. I think they're pretty confident in their abilities. That if they needed a corner in that second or two third round picks, they probably feel they can get a guy right there to you know compete with all those other guys for that starting spot. Except if Jalen Ramsey's right when he's right, he's a top five, maybe probably top three corner in the NFL. When X is right. He's a top five, top three corner in the NFL. Oh, I get I that. Mean, I get that. Yeah. Cater, well, as you talk, we talk about like the Dolphins are able to find corners. Sure. Cater, who was a great revelation last year, mm -hmm. Nick Needham's become a very solid NFL player. Brandon Jones developed and, 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 uh, they're not Jalen Ramsey again, under the premise, big old. Here's the thing under the premise that the Dolphins look at their window and, and, and decide. We, we we really need to I mean, remember Stephen Ross is 82. I get it. Under right. the premise, if under the premise that their window is a year or two, I'm just I'm just telling you it's it's not something I would dismiss out of hand because maybe in the long term it's not conducive to building you know a team that could, that will sustain over many many years. I, I'm just looking at a, a at a front office that said I found X in the second round. I found Minka in the first. You know, I found a, a guy that's just as good in the second. I found Brandon Jones in the third. Found Nick Needham off the street and Cater Kohu off the street. And hell, Trill Williams was developing into a nice little player off the street. I think this is the kind of front office that says, oh, we need a corner. Let's prepare because maybe we can, Cater can develop into the outside guy. Let's get another guy so when we cut X, he's ready to take over for X too. I think this is the kind of front office that says, all right, let's figure somebody out in the second, third rounds, and let's go find them. And I think they can do it because their track record says it, that they, they, they know how to, you know, unearth talent. That's all. I don't know. That's just me. 
you make a valid point, but again, I'm going to go back to... It's kind of like the running back thing. Oh, no, they're going to go get Saquon. No, bro, look at his history. You know, Kenyon Drake is his highest draft pick. He doesn't do that. He doesn't go. He gets a Jeff Wilson that's cheap, and he gets a Mostert that's cheap, and he gets, you know, a, 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 a Gaskin that's cheap and an Ahmed that's cheap. This is who he does. He doesn't go out and, and spend high picks or big money on guys. And look, they went and spent on Chase, and they got burned for that, you know, overall. So I, I, it's just not their, it, it's not their M.O., you know, so it's yeah. what are you going to do? I, I, so to me, I don't think it's their M.O. to go out and spend big like that to trade and pay. We're like the Byron Jones one. OK, I get it. That was just a sign. They just did it for, for Tyreek last year. That's no, but that's a receiver. That's different. That's that's a whole different ball game. there. They needed a and they paid big for Byron Jones in 2020. They paid huge for Byron Jones. Yeah, but you're not trading for him. All, I don't think you're you're also going to give picks up. I mean, for Ramsey, they're going to ask. Okay, correct. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. again, it may be a case where the Rams want to get rid of that salary, and you know, maybe they don't ask for as much as a guy's value is. Again, when he's completely right, he wasn't. He wasn't at his best last year. He still made the pro, whatever that means. Um, but again, to me, I, I think there's merit to the idea of this is a team that's looking at they've got a window year, year two years, and they may want to go for it, especially with an owner that's not getting any younger who really would love to make some noise in the playoffs. Let's uh, let's see. It's going to be. I think it's going to be an interesting offseason. I know they don't have a lot of material to trade for. But I think they have enough. They can create enough cap space. They have enough picks at the at the at the higher end with the with a second and two thirds. They can find some impactful players there. I, I think they've got more than enough resources to kind of tweak this roster and make it better. Do you agree or not or don't? Yeah, but here's the, here's the thing, and where, where I would caution against. Well, because you mentioned they had two thirds. Well, they had a third last year who couldn't see the field. So it's fine. Yeah. But generally speaking, your third round picks not logically is not making a huge impact as a rookie. And again, under the premise of a team that's going for it, but they made the playoffs last year. Then they made the playoffs and had to play their playoff game with their third string seven rookie seventh round pick quarterback. They easily can look at that and go, you know, hell, if, if we had if we had our team, if we had our quarterback, really interesting possibilities. What can we add? What big move can we add just to push it, push us over the hump? We hired Vic Fangio. That's one move that gets us really closer. How about how about one guy, one player who really gets us closer? And it's not two two third round picks who do that. So this is where, again, oh, that's where free agency I think comes in too. That's where you're going to make some bones in free agency and find another player too that can that can help you out too at the same time. I think. I mean, that's what I would – that's what I'm saying, that with some of your picks and what you can create in free agency, you should be able to open up cap space with different guys. You should be able to make some moves overall. No, able and, to make some, some tweaks here and there, but if they're looking to get over the hump with that really big go-for-it style, it needs to be a splash move. I, I don't know if it's the kind of move you can make in free agency with the cap space they'll have. This is where possibly a trade comes into play which is why the Jalen Ramsey, even though the initial reflex is to say, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's too much. It's too but much. the more, except 
does it really not make any sense? I don't know. No, he may. I understand the method behind your madness of adding the talent. What I don't think makes sense in a year where you don't have a lot of picks, you're going to give up picks and a lot of cap space. I just have a hard time with that one. That's that's where I think it's it, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense for the Dolphins. Whereas, especially for this front office that has had success drafting players in that position in that secondary, go find another guy, man. You you can do it. There's always corners, man. You can find a good corner in the second yeah, and third rounds in the NFL. Dude, if you, the, the idea is to add like an A corner, not a B corner. That's the thing. And and Cater Cater who's 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 got a lot of promise. Nick Needham's a good solid player. Yeah. They're not they they're not they're A cornerbacks. There are not a ton of A cornerbacks in the league. No, no, I know. And Needham is a slot. He's not an outside guy. I, I'm not as comfortable with Needham on the outside. Cater, I'm comfortable outside or inside. Actually, I his skill set really, I think carries really well on either side uh but i really like cater maybe he can really and turn they, into an outside guy and let's not forget needham's a ufa too so there's no guarantee he comes back no that's um, true that's true it's a good point it's a good point the good thing is the injury will now you know not allow him to ask for what he could have gotten in the open yeah. market and that's the only break that the uh that the dolphins uh do get good news for needham uh, Rams and nine-time All-Pro Bobby Wagner mutually agreed Thursday to part ways. Rams need more cap space, and Wagner wants to win. Will now be a notable part of the free agent class. Is that the middle linebacker that the Miami Dolphins get? Because, uh, you know, people are talking about Edmonds, but Bobby Wagner is – that's actually not a bad tackling machine in the middle for you. Yeah, I'll be. I have no clue what kind of season. I know at Seattle he was. He's doing oh, he was ball. a monster. I, have the answer. I don't. I don't know what kind of year he had last. I'll have, I'll have to reach out to somebody with the Rams to find out what kind of season he had. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, I don't know exactly how good he was, but that is one guy, man. That uh, I know he's got a lot of mileage on him. He does at this point. So, who knows? All right, what are you working on on AllDolphins.com so the fan base can go check you out, my friend. Everything and anything. I already have two stories up today. I did something on uh, Mike Gesicki heading into free agency. Very cool the way the, I don't know if you checked him out on, on social media. He's like very cool, very loosey goosey, not a care in the world. And he was responding to the comment from Caleb Williams, a Heisman Warner, who was yeah. saying that right now he'd like to play for the Dolphins to and throw and throw to Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and Mike Gesicki. And Gesicki on Twitter was like, Well, really? I'm not going to be there. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm more. I'm actually checking out, you know, what to do with my condo lease. Um, <laughs> so I wrote about Gasicki, and then I wrote something else earlier today. And for some reason, they probably maybe because I'm old, I forget what it was. It was very good, actually. I think um, if Gasicki's oh. smart, he makes it an Airbnb. There you go. That's what there he should. You you're in South Florida. You own a condo, bro. Have somebody pay your mortgage. Just make it an Airbnb, and that's it, dude. I'm sure his condo's nice enough. That it'll be, you know, sold out most of the month, and he'll get his mortgage paid really quickly with an Airbnb here in South Florida. You can rent it to Durham Smythe. I don't know if Durham Smythe's what his his living situation is. Uh, The other, I I remember just remember the other thing I did was on the head coach Mike McDaniel and the Football Outsiders Aggressiveness Index, as it relates to fourth downs last year. I did a comprehensive look at the Dolphins on fourth down last year as well as a breakdown as to why it probably may not be quite as significant le- next season. 
Okay. All right. So check it out. Go to alldolphins.com. Make sure you bookmark that because if you don't, you're really not officially a Miami Dolphins fan until you do that. And follow this man on Twitter at Poopart NFL. Alan, as always, thank you, my brother. We'll talk early next week and uh, we'll uh, hang out over at the uh, at the combine, my friend. Appreciate you. Sounds like a plan. You have a good weekend. You got it, buddy. Be good. There you go. Alan Poopart, baby. He's ready like I am for those stuffed garlic rolls with cheese and pepperoni. Are you listening to me, Sean? Stuffed garlic rolls. Yeah, you're not getting any of them. That's right. Unfortunately. Next year, maybe we'll drag your ass to get cold over there. I don't know, man. It's... You don't really need to go to the combine one. The, the, that one is like, you'd be, you, you know what you'd do? You'd stay at our pad and then go downstairs to eat somewhere and then go right back up again and work and that's it. That's what you'd be doing the entire time. I'll be the one out in the bars at night walking around. Oh, man. Uh, I said yesterday here, said it several times before, I don't want anyone else to come here. Give this team and staff health and we can beat anybody. I'm with you, True Fin Fan. That is, by the way, our EJDconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report.